Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Loveline with neo-feminist entrepreneur and talk show host Amber Rose. I'm going to be talking about sex, relationships, and self-confidence. Everything from sexual curiosity to self-empowerment. Amber is joined by certified sex therapist Dr. Chris Donahue. I'll be talking about my own personal experiences and answering intimate questions from fans. This is Loveline with Amber Rose. Hey, you're listening to Loveline with Amber Rose and Dr. Chris. What's up, Dr. Chris? Aww. What's wrong, honey? Well, so I don't even know how to begin the story. Okay. It's quite complex. All right. So listeners that have been listening for a while knew that I was engaged. Yeah. I'm no longer engaged. You're no longer engaged. Why? I'm no longer in a relationship. Uh, You know, wait, before you tell me this story, I just want to say that people break up and make up all the time. Sure do. So let's not, you know, say that it's over. I know it's kind of probably you're in the middle of a storm right now. Yeah. But let's hope for the best. We're holding hope. (laughs) What happened? Uh you know, it literally feels like a scene out of a movie or a sitcom. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> you know, so I've never, I, I've been in a lot of relationships and I've been in uh, a decent number of really long-term committed ones. And I can say that this is one of the ones where I've never felt so loved in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never felt so accepted and I've never felt so valued. And I think that's what was so powerful for me. But there's also some, you know, really big incompatibilities. Um, I think the listeners know that he was an adult performer. Mm-hmm. Uh, that wasn't actually a problem. You know, yeah. that was something that kind of made sense to us. But, um, you know, love, commitment, and trust sometimes just aren't enough. And, you know, without getting too much into it, there were some incompatibilities. And uh, I came home Tuesday and he was gone. So I He guess, was gone like, it, like he left or like he took his shit and left. Yeah, isn't that isn't that intense? Came home and he was gone. Keys are uh, there. That's hard. I'll be honest. I've done that myself a few times. No, good. You wouldn't do that now though, right? Uh, I, probably not now because I've done it in my past where I just wanted to be dramatic and have a dramatic like... That's dramatic. You know, like <laughs> I'm taking everything and leaving and, you know, really internally I'm like, I want to go back. You know? Sort of burning something. That, right. that's, that's 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 intense. Yeah. You know, maybe he's just, you know, just having a moment and he's, you know, because you guys are having um, issues, maybe this is like a cry for help where he Mm. just maybe he feels like you just don't understand where he's coming from right now. I love your positive spin. I I wish that was the case. This is just an example where love, attraction, commitment and all that just sometimes aren't enough. Yeah. And, um, what I, what I, I, am, I hear that. what I am thankful for is that we are trying to do what some people call like conscious uncoupling where we're trying to be as loving as we can be as we work our ways, our way out. Cause we were very, we have a lot of things to still kind of undo. Yeah. But, um, yeah. But do you think it's like really 
over like yeah yeah it has to be don't fucking come here next week like <laughs> girl i got back together you know everything yeah. is no no Mm-mm. can't be all right well i'll 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 check in with you midweek <laughs> and uh because i feel i you know i feel like i feel like i've done that where i'm like no it's just over and you know and i'm being dramatic and you know it, two it days go by and he's like baby yeah. i love you and no no like, it has okay. to be so here's the thing so i i'm one of those people where i believe deeply in commitment and so if i've made that commitment i'm gonna stick through whatever's reasonable and do my best to try to work through and find a solution and i don't know that in this case we could have found that yeah. unfortunately but i was still wanting to try that and not everyone really operates in that way and so i wasn't given that chance but um here we are i'll tell you the positive or interesting entertaining part if there is one okay the people that come out of the woodwork Oh my! The God. thirsty people that show up and they're like, "Oh, you're single now," and I'm like, "Yeah, it's been an hour. It's oh been two God. hours. It's been a yeah. day. Like, yeah, slow. Yeah, I mean that's social media for you. Oof. Yeah, that's but, why you don't announce it like that. <laughs> but you know, whatever. I had to. It was announced for me. Well, that's what I mean. Like right? you, you had to, you had to kind of like say your side. Yeah, and we ha- we have a lot of joint social media followers because of crossover. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah, that was really entertaining. But at the same time, like our listeners, you know, just thank you to you guys. You guys have really sent some really beautiful, powerful, caring little letters to me. So thank you for that. Oh, well, I'm sorry, Dr. Yeah, Chris. It's intense. Yeah. Well, hopefully it works out. <laughs> um, but if it doesn't, you know, you're super hot. Thanks. You know, I'm gonna try. Um, I'll, I'll give you head later and make you, you feel better. Thank okay, you. Cool. So, um, so I guess today we're going to talk about breakups for the most part. Um, uh, do you have a story? From oh, I have a lot. Okay. <laughs> None of it feels have? good. Okay. <laughs> this is just, ladies and gentlemen, this is going to be a very depressing show. So <laughs> if you're going through a breakup right now, just don't listen. Sarah McLaughlin's playing in the background <laughs> right now. Like, I am that sad puppy. Oh, <laughs> I can actually hear it in your tone. Like you're, I'm sad fuck i i you you're know, bringing me down my bro. i know my future uh involved this person and so there's a lot no. to work out of my identity's different now my future looks different um yeah damn man <laughs> it's just a big cloud of depression in this podcast room now Shit. um okay <laughs> so okay so what's going on so uh okay so here's some as they call shocking statistics about breakup jesus christ (laughs) uh all right so let me walk down some of this so where are the good pieces um so this article is just basically looking at why people are so bad at breakups and um one of the things they were talking about is hold on give me a second i'm a little out of it today um we were talking about number one the number one problem with people people's inability to get over relationships is the whole social media piece. Right. Where a lot of people still stay on their ex's social media and continue to kind of creep on it. Yeah. And so the article is pointing out, one of the things that I actually say to my patients is you have to unfollow. No, you have to block. Listen, you have to block. And I'm going to tell you why. Because when I was going through it, like, you know, with my divorce and, you know, like, you know, when I was still like, you know, when I still like loved my ex-husband at the time and like, you know, I was still like creeping on his page and shit. And I was getting my feelings hurt all the time. I was like, we have to block each other because mm. I'm not going to stop looking on yours. and You're not going to stop looking on mine. And then we're going to argue when we're not together. 
and it's just stupid you know what i mean and so i had to block him he had to block me and now it's like we're like best friends we co-parent so well we don't have to see each other's shit like it's just it made it easier for us to both move on and find other people that you know we found love with and now we're ultimately happy with other people but we we really had to block each other because you know even if you don't necessarily want to be with a person you still don't want to see them like oh like, yeah you don't want to you almost don't want to see them happy at all like <laughs> you know you're just like just go be miserable like yeah fuck. i love you ish but your happiness doesn't make me Ew, happy anymore I'm like, stop it like why are you smiling in your picture you're oh, pissing me man. off well the study was saying 86 percent of people still go back and look at their ex's stuff which is like that's that's a lot of people and i know yeah at least psychologically speaking that keeps you psychologically tied to them right and i say to people you have to like in in neuro terms let those synapses separate and and wipe away and so stop looking and like luckily I'm really good at self-care and so I'm not worried about creeping back on and checking in plus if you date someone in the adult industry you know I got used to seeing him have sex with other people yeah so I'm kind of primed to maybe bump into things like that and not feel as bad as maybe someone else might right (laughs) by the way I unfollowed him I'm just saying I'm just saying. So I love you. Yeah, it's over. Oh, yeah, He's not my friend yeah. anymore. <laughs> Sorry about it. That's <laughs> how shit goes. Oh right? well. Gotta choose teams. <laughs> <laughs> um so then I was also looking at this article, and this is also harsh. It's looking at relationships and how January is like one of the number one breakup seasons. Oh my god. Isn't that horrible? Christmas come. You do you just do thumbs up? <laughs> we have people in the studio and I'm getting thumbs up. You're a fan of that? Like Christmas well, came, New Year's rolls in, yeah, starting over? Yeah, right. And, but then, yeah. And so now you're single, right? And then cuffing season comes back in September. So I got to wait till the fall? Well, because it starts to, you know, <laughs> su- you know you're, you're working your way up to summer. You're getting your body together. You know what I'm saying? You're about to have mad fun this summer. You need to be single. Mm. And then when September mm. and the fall comes, it's getting a little cold. You need a little cushion <laughs> to keep you warm at night, right? Oh, and man. And that's when cuffing season comes back in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh- I don't know if I'll listen. If I'll he did you a long. favor. You're going to be such is? a hoe this summer. I am. I was always saying, I was like, guys, girls, non-identifieds, I'm coming for you. Right. <laughs> like I'm single. I'm ready. I'm going out later tonight. Damn, son. I know. You want to prowl. Yeah. Fuck it. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome back to Love Line with Amber Rose. All right, we have Courtney on the line. Hey, Courtney, you're on with me and Dr. Chris. How can we help you? Hi, how are you today? Good, good, honey. What's going on? Hey, um, I just had, I have more of a relationship type question. So, um, I'm almost to the point I'm ready to just like be done with it, but I would like to just get your guys' take on things before I just decide to call it quits. (laughs) Okay. So, um... I've been in a relationship for a little over a year now, and we pretty much have lived together the whole relationship. Um, about a month after we've 
we're dating. We moved in together, but we've known each other for a while. We dated like 10 years ago for a little while. And, um, so it's not like I didn't know him, but, um, Mm -hmm. so yeah, so we've been living together and, um, I have two children and he has one child and, um, I'm the type I've just been like trying to blend our family and stuff. And I feel like when we first got together, he was, his baby's mother kept his daughter from him and didn't let him see her for a while. And we had to go to court. Mm-hmm. and do all that stuff and we did all that and then um got rights for his daughter and then now i just feel like um there's something holding him back from really like engaging in being a family with my kids and stuff because i feel like since his daughter doesn't live with us and he doesn't see her all the time that um he's scared to like do too much with my kids Mm-hmm. And, um, like, my kids don't see a problem. They absolutely love him. They adore him. But I just, I have an issue with that. And then there's just other little things, like, um, I'll find, like, bottles of vodka around my house, mm-hmm. like, hidden. Like, he'll drink and, like, hide the bottles of vodka. They're not, like, huge bottles, like, little half pints. Mm-hmm. And, but what's crazy is, like, when he drinks, I love the person that he is. He's fine. He's, like, very affectionate and shows a lot of attention, which I love because I'm a very clingy person and I need attention and affection because I give it. That's, like that's crazy. literally me and Dr. Chris. Oh, yeah. Please, and like I say, be like, my backpack. Right. Climb on and don't ever get off. So, wait, j- uh, help me understand. Courtney, Courtney, that is a beautiful backstory, but zero in on for us. What, do you, what, what can we help you with in that? So, like, I don't know, there's just, like, we'll have, we'll get along great for, like, a couple of days, and then a couple of days will go by, and, like, he's so standoffish and, like, doesn't really give me anything, and, like, he'll, we could literally go all day and not speak. Like, okay, well, look, or, someone's behavior um, while they're drunk, like, if I'm talking to someone and they tell me a story about what they do while they're drunk or if a patient comes in, I, I ignore that and disregard that because, you know, right. we're not we're not actually operating from our most authentic. But, like, if in his waking, sober life, he's not really available or emotionally responsive, that's the parts of him that you spend most time with. So I'd right. know, check in on how that feels. Right. It's like he'll go down in the basement and have a drink and come up, and he's like, this fun. Like, he's chasing the kids around the house. Like, he's being affectionate and loving and vocalizing how he feels and things like that more so than when he's sober when he's completely sober it's like hardly anything and then yeah that really like, okay our sex life i'm sorry go ahead no no, no. I, I i actually i i've dated someone like that before um it's and so weird yeah it's, it's like it really so sucks because you almost want to like pour the vodka down their throat so you can exactly. have fun with them yeah but i'm like i love you when you're like this but i don't want you to be an alcoholic drunk all the time right right yeah. And then, like, our sex life is pretty good, but it's, like, um, he wants it every single day, which is, I find that, like, Dr. Chris always says, he wants to be intimate with me, he wants to be close with me, and he's attracted to me, and I see all that, but sometimes, like, I'm, I work all day long, I have kids, like, sometimes I'm tired, and I, I just, How like, do you feel like, about that, Dr. Just, Chris? About what? Like, you know, you, you work all day, you're tired. Do you feel like, you know, she's in a relationship, like not obviously force herself, but 
you know, kind of like it's like a give and take. Like, you know, she's in a relationship, so sometimes she should sacrifice her tiredness and give him a little booty. I think everyone should break up. Courtney, <laughs> <laughs> well, no. that when you hear when you hear this show back, you'll understand. But my answer to every call tonight is break up. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, like no, she's just better that, off that way. Just get out. Um, I think harder. I think all labor matters. Like one of the biggest things is that. A lot of women aren't given um, appreciation for the emotional, you know, labor that they do at home. The guy goes to the office right. and makes money, and so that's what counts. So, yeah, if you're tired, that's important. But you know, I would say, are you basically saying that he wants sex too much too often? Well, no, because like I had a conversation with him recently. I'm like, okay, you obviously have a higher sex drive than me, so. Right. Okay, if you could have it your way, how many times a day would you have sex? And he's like, six times a day. I'm like, really? Wow. How many times? He's like, okay, three. I'm like, okay, well, we do at least once or twice a day because I know he wants it every day. So, Courtney, so I try to give it to Courtney him every him, day. They're, but they're, they're at about once or twice a day. Oh she's my down God. for that. Huh? On his own, he'd want it six. But she's right. about one or two. And I'm You're doing pretty good. <laughs> yeah, Amber wants his number. <laughs> she'll take like, the oh load off your shoulders. <laughs> you give him the one or two, she'll take the other four. <laughs> right. But, you know, sometimes if I say I'm tired and I don't want to, he'll be like, okay. And then the next day, he will not speak to me like the whole day. Oh, that's not okay. You can't get What's you can't his sign? No. What's his sign? He's a, a freaking Leo. Every man I've been with is a Leo. Mm. I don't know, I don't know much about yeah, me neither. And I've never um, had good luck. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I think ultimately it really has to come down to your happiness. Um, you know, if you're not happy, don't feel obligated to stay with someone, even if you, huh? I can't tell if she's happy or not. I yeah, that's what I mean. I like, can't get a I mean, it's, it's so, it's like so 50 50. Like, oh. when we're happy, things are excellent and they're good, but it's like that'll only last for a few days. And then it's like a few days, like he's back to himself. He's like, okay, well, I've made her happy for a few days. <laughs> like, now yeah. I can fall back. It's like, I feel like I require too much from him or something. No, if you require him to be nice to you and play with your kids, like that's not a lot to ask for. Well, see, I don't know. It's like he does play with them and he loves them. And my kids absolutely adore him. But it's like, it's, I feel like he's like, I'll love you, but to a certain extent because nobody can ever compare it to my child <laughs> which he's a great father to him Damn. but i don't know it's just i don't he know. said that nothing no no kids can compare to his child no he does not actually said that out of his mouth but the way he you know treats other kids <laughs> i can just i mean I I'll, I'll say i'll say this I, I i have a boyfriend he has three children i have one child I treat all three of his children as if they were my own and vice versa. Right. He kisses my son goodnight on the forehead. He reads him books. Any any toy that he gets his boys, he gets my son. Um, and that's how I am with his daughter, yeah. Yeah, but my whole thing is that he better because I do the same for his kid. I'm not, I'd exactly. be damned if I'm in a relationship with someone <clears throat> that's not going to treat my child as if it were, you know, his own, not to take the place of his father, but you know what I'm saying? Like, you know right, I mean? right. Yeah. So, so to to ha to be with a man that doesn't treat your kids, you know, as good as you would like. I mean, girl, like that's you know that's almost right, a deal breaker. It is right. Yeah. You know, you need to. But think then, like, about I that. ask my kids, I'm like, how do you? What do you feel about the situation? They 
freaking love him. Like, he's fun, and he plays around, but it's so crazy. Like, okay, I'm 29, and he's 37. He does not, you would not be able to tell. Like, he does not act like a 37-year-old man. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. I mean, ultimately, it just comes down to your happiness, babe. If you're not happy, there's more fish in the sea. And, you know, it's time to just move on. You will definitely find a guy that's going to love your children. And don't let any man tell you any different. Yeah. All right. Well, good luck, babe. Keep in touch with us. Thank you. I love you guys. I listen to you all the time. (laughs) Love you, too. You guys are great. Thank Thank you so much. Yep. Bye-bye. I think her struggle's common. I a lot of people are are in the fifty fifty box where it's like yeah fifty percent awesome, fifty percent not so much. I think what that's do do? literally every relationship. Yeah, well, we we call it in the field the good enough model, where you know you look for relationships that are good enough. Well, it's almost like you have to get over a hump where you like fully trust them. You know, where it's like you don't have to worry about them doing dumb shit or like you know um, <clears throat> getting to the point where you're just like. Okay, I can I can see like us like really living together and being together forever and you know doing all that. <laughs> Sorry, um, you know, but like I Tell feel me like more. I feel like the first year, you, you know, mm. you're in love and it's like the first year is awesome, but you still have that in the back of your mind. Like, am I making the right choices? Right. Am I, you know, I want to move in, but should I? Am you know, am I going to regret this and? You know, and then, you know, if you're anything like me or Dr. Chris, you're going to move in and, you know, <laughs> sure get your am. heart broken. That's and, right. You know. But in the end, like like me and Amber always say, um, I still, in moving forward, uh, believe and agree that people should be all in, take the risks, suck up the beauty of deeply committing and being all in. And if you get hurt, you get hurt and you'll heal and you'll be better for it. But, you know, don't. Don't don't be careful. Jump in. You know it's worth it. Love and relationship yeah, is worth it. You only live once. Totally. I'll jump all the way in next time. I you know I'm interested and fall in love again. You know it's what you got to do. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so on the topic, um, I wanted to kind of throw this out there, and I was trying to turn this into a quiz for you, Amber. Mm, you know I, I like quizzes. Quizzing. I'm like <laughs> such a nerd. I like I love the test on Friday. <clears throat> yeah. Before the weekend. You're that one. I'm like yeah. So let me ask you this: You've heard of the term ghosting. Yes. Okay. Have you heard of icing or simmering? No. Okay. I have not. So this is kind of a... Um, icing or simmering? Yeah. Well, take a guess. What do you think? If we put them all in a row as to different okay, ways to ghosting, kind of... ghosting, ice... Okay. I would say icing would be... First define ghosting. So everyone's okay, with us. Okay. So ghosting is when you literally just... When they text you, you don't text them back. You literally turn into a ghost. Like they don't know where you are, what's going on, or you know what you're doing. I would say icing is probably moderately keeping them like in a certain place. And what place would that be? That would be very like correspondent via text message, but every now and then just to keep them like on a leash. Yes. Still not fucking nice, but yes. Yeah. Okay. And then what do you think simmering is? If we're going down the line. Simmering is like, yeah, yeah, we can get together this weekend and then like never get together. Am I right? You're nailing it. <laughs> and, and the reason why I bring this up is because like, well, because I'm going to be having to encounter a lot of these different <laughs> things, but also it's just a wake up where I tell people and you know, again, we say this all the time on the show, but it's like, be authentic and vulnerable and let people know if it's not working for you. Right. Like there's nothing worse than not knowing if someone is really busy or if they're just 
icing or simmering you know it's like let them know it's been really great getting to know you but i don't feel like the chemistry is there and it's not working because yeah ghosting is when it's like crickets which is a pretty clear communication it's not nice but you get it but the icing and simmering are worse because they'll say things like i've just been really busy and it makes you think like, oh, well, then maybe now, Maybe you cool. might not be busy yeah. Friday night. Yeah so, yeah, so maybe it's okay. Or the simmering is like, they're there just a little bit less. They text maybe instead of right away, like an hour or two later. And then it's like maybe four hours later. But it leaves people not sure. Right. And and it, and the simmering and icing is like where they just give you just enough where you're like, okay, maybe he, they really are busy. Maybe they're, you know, whatever. But is it <laughs> is it because the person is compassionate and doesn't want to hurt their feelings or... Is it that, you know, they kind of want to keep them on at least just in case their maybe relationship isn't going to work out and they kind of want to be like, well, if this doesn't work out, then I want to kind of have this person waiting for me. I think it's for some people, I want the plan B and I want you to be my plan B or it's that they're not um, confident enough to be direct. Right. And they somehow think it's nicer to just say things like, oh, sorry, I haven't gotten back to you in two days. I've just been really busy. And it's like, that's actually not nice because it keeps the person confused. The nice if thing I want to talk to someone, I don't give I don't care if I'm, I don't care if I'm in church in the middle of or a in prayer. labor. You'd be like, what's up? What are you doing? Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm in like, labor. How yeah, are you? Here's, exactly. a, here's a selfie. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like you. So when someone says like, oh, I've been really busy. Sorry. I haven't talked to you in six hours. I'm like, that's weird because I'll be out of my office a full day back to back of patients and like i'll still get to you within 50 minutes right because if i like you you're gonna hear from me or not even that just a a text message like hey you know i'm in a meeting right now i'll hit you when i'm out right yeah i'll probably send you a selfie from that meeting (laughs) right like (laughs) yeah yeah. (laughs) that's cute anyway that's really cute i think we got a call okay uh oh we have two people gina and dylan first time hi guys we got a four-way here now (laughs) Hi, Amber. It's actually Gina and Daryl. Oh, oh Daryl. Um, I'm sorry. We had Dylan on the paper. Um, hi, hi, Gina okay. and Daryl. You're on with me and Dr. <laughs> Chris. How can we help oh you guys? Oh, my God. Hi, Amber. Hi, Dr. Chris. Hey. I love you guys so much. Um, Aw, thanks, Bill. We love you too. I, I actually heard you on the Guys We Fucked podcast. Oh, cool. And totally resonated with you and everything that you had to say. And I, like, mad respect. Thanks, Um, You're welcome. Um, Okay, so basically, briefly, I guess I'll just describe the situation. Okay. So um, my fiancé, I've been with Daryl for about seven years now. Uh, I love him very, very much. However, uh, you know, about two years ago, he was, you know, unfaithful to me. Um. And, you know, I, I chose to forgive him for that. And I thought, you know, it's just, it's really, you know, hard um, to kind of, you know, it was hard to get past that. And about a week ago, um, I just, I found out that there were like some text messages happening um, with a customer from his job. And basically, I confronted her and just via text message, and her boyfriend also reached out to me, um, and I basically squashed the situation. However, um, I'm just like not sure what to do. I want to forget. I want to forgive him, and I I, th- I think I did. You know, we've been together after the fact, and you know, 
It's so, just, I, I was not sure what to do in this situation. I'm sure Amber can give me certain advice. I'm sure Dr. Chris can give me some advice, too. So, um, you know, <sighs> just not sure what to do. So zero in on the exact question you have. Okay. So how do I get past, like, like the hard parts, like where I felt, like, betrayed almost? And just like keep moving forward into like the positive. Okay. Into the positive future. Oh, you want me to go? Okay. Go. Yeah. So, um, I think that I think you're putting too much pressure on yourself. Um, I also think that it's not really. I mean, and and tell, correct me if I'm wrong, Doctor Chris. Sure. And, I really think it's not really up to you to get over it. I think it's up to him to make you get over it. You hear that, Daryl? Yes, yes, I can hear. <laughs> yeah, so it's not like it shouldn't, you shouldn't internalize everything and be like, it's my fault. I'm not good enough. That's why he cheated. Maybe I should have sex with him more. Maybe I should suck him off more. Maybe, like, you're going to start thinking. Well, that's of- the thing. Like, our, our sex life is freaking amazing. Like, we have extreme chemistry. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's pretty mind blowing. <laughs> okay, you but. Know, but, but okay. Amber's right. You, you, you have, I, when people get cheated on, they usually walk away with some narrative or story as to why it happened. Yeah. Like it's like, yeah. it's somewhat your fault. Right. So I'm telling you to one, not do that. It, you know, if you're not doing that good for you, that's awesome. Um, you know, I, I think really it's up to Daryl to um, reassure you that it will not happen again. Um, love you up, make you feel like, you know, you are the only woman in his life and, and, and hopefully it will continue to be that way. Um, and has you know, he been able to do that? Do you want to talk Daryl? Well, yeah, I think so. Okay. That was a question for you. Oh, yeah, that Gina, for that's kind of oh. your perception. How, do you feel like Daryl has per- been able to show up in ways that are more accountable and make you feel safer? Um, well, for a long time, like, you know, um, it, like communication was like off. Like I would, I know like you're big on like texting. I know both of you are big on like texting and like seeing where each other are at. Just like, Hey baby, I love you. All that type of stuff. And for like a long time, he wasn't super effective with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something that I like too. But well, recently, like that. after, especially what? now, Oh yeah. now's, now's yeah. the right time for him to actually start that because that is somewhat of your love language that will show yeah. you that he loves you you know everybody has their own language i feel like me and dr chris we have similar love language we like mm-hmm. time mm-hmm. and affection mm-hmm. um you know not too big on gifts but mm-hmm. that's cool if we yeah. get it right. yeah you know? me either like but daryl this is what's so beautiful is what she's what she's requesting is nothing that costs money it's free nothing that takes yeah. time it's free and it's something that i would want you to do anyway i i always love the idea of people working on trying to be more vulnerable more authentic more available more relational more intimate and so this is a beautiful opportunity to do that and the more transparent you can be the better which means check in with her and let her know what you're up to not in a policing way like where you're reporting to her but like let her know where you yeah. are what you're thinking what you're doing who you're with i i i love that but um daryl what's what's your side or understanding of all this how did how do you explain why you sought something outside of the relationship um well really i was just kind of for the last couple months i've been going through a lot of like personal I guess battles you could say like um just like within my family and things I've let it kind of spill out into just like less communication and I unintentionally put distance between us because of that mm. and I was really 
like as far as companionship goes, I was just kind of like looking for an outlet to talk, really. Right. When I realized, you know, I should have just done that with Gina from the beginning, but it's just hard, like talking about certain things because I don't want her to see me as weak or, you know. But those like, are, and see, you know, I get that. And what's so powerful is if, sadly, you know, I, I hope nothing like that happens again, whatever you were going through with your family, but those are the moments where you can use your relationship and you can use your partner to be a support in, with that. And it's a beautiful moment to practice this vulnerability and transparency that I'm talking about. Um, yeah. Pull them in closer, let them know what you're going through. Okay. Um, that, but I mean, does that is that healing, Gina, when he says to you, it, it wasn't about you at all. It was actually about my inability to just really be vulnerable with you while going through these struggles, and I and I pulled back, and I saw it. Yeah, that's, that's definitely something that I'm very sympathetic to. You know, everybody has, you know, you got you to take care of your family first, you know. That's priority, and if you're, you know, your partner, I feel, I feel as, you know, if your partner's willing to be with you and support you through that, it's amazing. Right. And that's just really what I'm here to do. And that's something that, like, I did relay to him. I did communicate that to him. Um, but, you know, everybody handles it differently. However, like, when, like, I feel like when my emotions are at stake and just, like, my, you know, relationship well-being, because, you know, we're in a monogamous relationship, but we're still pretty open to things. Um, I don't know. I It's just... I would, I, I would I get say this. All that, I, I applaud people. You know, good people do bad things sometimes. Right. And I think in a relationship, we have to allow some space for people to let us down and disappoint us. What makes mm -hmm. me comfortable with a couple staying together when those things happen is if they both can work on more communication and the person who created the injury can be accountable and responsible and kind of work to heal that. Yeah, that's what I want to do. That's why I... I reached out and I figured you guys could maybe <clears throat> get the ball rolling with like our, you know, communication. I do you think like um like future like therapy sessions would be good for mm -hmm. us? Yeah, absolutely. I think I think actually you guys are an example of a couple that should absolutely do couples therapy and would benefit the most from it. Because you both sound like you're really wanting to be in this still, and and you both are being so vulnerable. And Daryl, I applaud you. I work with a lot of guys that are in your situation, and they're not willing to be vulnerable, and they're not willing to talk about it, and they get angry when it's brought up, and they're not willing to be part of the healing process. And so the fact that you're like calling in and you're answering questions and you're talking about it, that's that's exactly what I look for. And so I think you guys are primed for couples therapy, and I think you guys have what it takes to really be successful as a couple. And I love that you guys still, like, want to work it out, um, mm -hmm. you know, regardless of everything, because the love is still there, and that's really important, um, you know, so if this is, if this is ultimately what you want, Gina, and who you want to be with, mm -hmm. then, you know, you just have to take the steps to make it work. Um, my whole thing as a woman, I just don't want... And not even as a woman, just as a person in general, um, I feel like a lot of people feel like they've invested time and they feel like, well, I, you know, I've been with this person for seven years, so it's like I just can't give up. And it's like, at, at what point does your happiness come in where you're like, you know what, it's been seven years, but I deserve 
<clears throat> better. Bam. And let's unpack what you just said. Cause actually Amber is making a really beautiful, beautiful statement to, to those mm-hmm. that are outside of this. <laughs> oh, that just yeah. almost made me tear up. That. Amber just made me origami. <laughs> um, <clears throat> sorry, you guys, when you hear this episode back, you'll understand why it's a little bit of an emotional episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. But nonetheless, um, that's so sweet, Amber. Aww, I'm like you. getting all teary-eyed. That. Um, so, um, you know, the success of a relationship isn't built on or about the length of time. It's whether or not you showed up as a good person in it. And so it's okay if relationships end after only a month or a year, a couple years. And so what keeps some people together when they shouldn't be together anymore is that idea of like, we failed because it wasn't forever. And, and again, failure isn't about time. Not every relationship has the ability to go on for a long period of time. And so right. don't be scared of things like that. Um, okay. But you guys sound like, you, again, like I said um, earlier, you have what it takes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thank you so much, Dr. Chris and Amber. Um, I think Daryl just has one more question. Sure. Yeah, if that's all right. Of course. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so I listened to your show for the first time tonight. And um, I don't remember what the episode I was listening to, but, um, you know, it's something I've been thinking about for a while, and it kind of brought it to light when you talked about it on your show. Mm-hmm. But... um a girl called in who was engaged uh, at 19, I think she was. And um, so really my question is, I, I also battle with this thing. I love Gina very much, and we've had just an incredible, incredible time. But we've also been together for the entire length, like since we were 19 about. Mm-hmm. And I'll be 28 soon. So pretty much how do I get past the fact that Sometimes I think that, like, in your 20s, you're supposed to do all this, like, crazy exploring and really discover yourself, not necessarily, like, dating-wise or sexually-wise, just, you know, just kind of finding who you are. And I feel like we both changed so much since we've met. But I've just kind of, I'm struggling with really finding who I am, I think, if that makes sense. Of course it makes sense. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, like... 27 28 years old is um it's such a a weird time i know it was a weird time for me and there's a lot of people that i talk to they always say like 27 20 is really weird because it's like you're almost 30 you're not quite there yet and then you know if you missed out on partying and doing all these things in your 20s you're kind of like resentful and you feel like you know maybe you need to hurry up and get it done before you turn 30 and start being responsible you know so I, I i know exactly how you feel but what exactly is it that you know you you feel you feel like maybe you want to have more of like a open relationship or um you know you want to try some some things with her i feel i feel well, you know I what mean, i feel like i feel like you guys I feel like you guys feel like you, you love each other and you don't want to hurt each other's feelings, but there's things that you want to do and you kind of just don't want to say it. It almost kind of feels like that to me. Dr. Chris. Yeah, I get Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Um, I mean, do you yeah, want I mean, to say more things. to that? We've done really cool stuff together. What? But Daryl, I mean, you're, you're kind of, it sounds like you're nodding along. Is there other things you want to put out there that you haven't? That you yeah, say. kind yeah. of. And again, it's not like I, I, I'm not really one to like want to go out and party and like you know meet other people or anything. It's just I always like kind of wanted to explore a little bit, 
Which means what? And I want to do that. What would that Like explore like? like the world, I mean, you know, uh, like travel and things. And I want to do that with Gina, but I also feel like a part, I should experience that alone. Why? What, what would it mean to do it alone? I don't know. Just to kind of, I don't know, get lost somewhere. Let me tell you, let me say two things. <clears throat> there, there's something beautiful about solitude and aloneness and you can very yeah. much do that while still in a relationship. I'm very supportive of people saying, hey, honey, I love you. I'm going to take a trip on my own for a week or two weeks, and I'm going to go overseas or, or to an island because I want to be with you, but I also want some solitude or alone time, and I think that can be really powerful. Mm-hmm. But, but is he going to go cheat? Uh, well, that would probably be Gina's question. Gina, would that would that be concerning to you if he said, like, I'd love to just travel for a small, short period of time on my own? I mean, I think that I think a, a light bulb would definitely flicker in my brain. Right. Uh, you know, I, that would definitely be a concern. And I, but I feel like I shouldn't. If I'm going to forgive them, like I shouldn't have. I shouldn't have to worry about it. Well, it doesn't work. I mean, right? the one thing I can tell you from working with couples where someone has cheated is policing them actually never makes you feel more comfortable learning to trust does and that means letting go and so the best thing you could do would be to let him do what he can do now to make you feel like you can trust him and he's committed and if he says hey i would love to take some time you know away while with you honoring our you know monogamy our commitment that would be a really powerful thing for you to let him go and work on still trusting him while he's gone gina do you feel like you missed out on your 20s do you feel like you want to go do things alone um see that's <clears throat> that's the tough part for me. Um you did travel and stuff. <laughs> I I traveled with my girlfriends, you know, when I was, you know, what, like 18. But it was actually right before I met Daryl. Mm-hmm. And uh uh you know, I that that was light traveling. However, you know, my thoughts are like if I want to if I'm going to do something, I want to experience it with my best friend. And, uh, Which is great. <laughs> and that means you, you operate in that way, but there are some people. Like I definitely right. His love language is definitely different than hers. For sure. And that's the, and that's part of being in a relationship is, is having maybe that incongruence or that difference or that incompatibility, but wanting to be together. And so you find ways to honor both because neither way is right. If he were to say, mm-hmm. you know, I love to take a week and be on my own and backpack somewhere. That's no right or wrong than someone saying, I want to do it with my partner. I would say try to do both. But again, relationships are about that accommodation. But I'll also just say really quickly that, you know, in, in health, you know, most of us are very relational and Daryl, I think it's about learning how to live in relationship because you will at some point be in one. And so I'd say for you, the work is to figure out how can you, while in relationship, experience all the things you want to experience. And I think you do that by trying to find time apart while still with. Um, otherwise, yeah. you risk losing Gina completely. Yeah, because obviously I, I don't want to lose her. I mean, she is my best friend. Like, we have the most fun. She's like my best bud in the world. And uh, But I'm a very, I guess you could say, emotionally closed off Definitely. I'm just a very like, you know, I'll be out in the shop working on a motorcycle or something by myself. Like that's just, you know, I like to be alone, but I also fine. really love and that's enjoy fine. the time but that we're together. Understand that you're with someone who likes the opposite of that and find yeah. ways to do both. You can be alone working on the motorcycle and still pick up your phone and check in and let her know what you're thinking and where you are. And I love that. 
like Amber, I mean, you're in a relationship and you both, and he travels, you travel, but mm-hmm. you find ways to still be like doing your thing, but also feeling very close. Yeah. But we're also both Libras. Our birthdays are one day <laughs> apart and we're literally the same person. Okay. So it doesn't count. So we like to <laughs> snuggle and kiss and hug right. and touch all day. We like to, you know, we're, we love time. Yeah. You know, it's so we're very compatible in a lot of ways. Yeah, you guys are adorable like that because you're both like, let's not go out, let's stay home, let's yeah, cuddle, let's yes. do takeout, let's watch that Netflix. Yeah. So, Daryl, just really work on expanding yourself. I think it'd be powerful for you to, again, take that time alone, but also while doing so, reach out to her. Send her a selfie. I mean, there's something powerful about having phones now. Send a picture of you doing what you're doing, saying, thinking about you. That and feels then, And then, guys, but also on the other hand, I really, I want to say this. You guys could still be best friends and not be together. You know, it just because the love is there doesn't mean that you guys are compatible enough to continue a relationship because, you know, Gina, as a woman, I know that you want certain things um, and you want it your way and you want to feel loved and cuddled and, you know, the sex could be great and all that, but there's still a love language that you have that he is not necessarily compatible with and vice versa. So, you know, just because you guys are best friends and you love each other does not mean that you have to stay in a relationship because you guys been together for seven years. Because as you'll hear when you listen back to this episode is I just left a relationship where there was immense amount of attraction. There was immense amount of sexual chemistry. There was immense amount of love and trust and commitment. And yet that wasn't enough because of incompatibilities otherwise. Yeah. So, but you guys are awesome. Thank you for being so vulnerable. Circle back and let us know. What Please let happening. us know. Keep us updated. Call, call us back. Definitely. Yeah, Thank I you am. so much. All I really right. All right. This. Thanks, man. Take care. Right. Yep. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. I definitely felt like. I definitely felt like he kind of wanted to be done. It, you know, it was interesting. I, it was hard to assess whether it was. That, that he was withholding the need to share, I need a break, or I don't want to do this, but I don't want to hurt you and I love you. Or if it was just that he is very isolative and appreciates solitude and isn't I mean, expressive. It's, it's hard, obviously, over the phone because he's right. not here, but um, I, just the tone, everything that I heard. And, yeah. you know, I just feel like, I feel like he loves her. I feel like he spent a lot yeah. of years with her. And I feel like, you know, he he's kind of like, yeah, like I, I, I want to be alone. Like I just, you know, I love you, but I kind of want to go fuck other girls and I want to go party and I want to go, you know, b- you know, travel by myself. And, you know, like for, for me and you, when we're in a relationship, we ne- never want to travel we're by like ourselves. Get, get in my pocket. Yeah. Be in my pocket. Be, and that's yeah. the eternal struggles. Everyone operates on this continuum between wanting pair bonding and relationship and wanting to be autonomous on their own. And some people, one side is more powerful than the other, mm-hmm. but me and you both lean really powerfully to the one side, just relationship, relationship, not, you know, soloness, mm-hmm. but he might skew the other way. Right. And so if he wants to be with someone, he has to figure out and manage that. But yo, they had so much love and care that they'll yeah. figure out something powerful. For no, the for sure. I really wish them luck. I think, I think we have another caller coming. <laughs> Uno mas, un mas, I know. Welcome back to Loveline with Amber Rose. Hey, Veronica, you're on with me and Dr. Chris. How can we help you? Oh, my God. Hi. Hi. Hey. Hi. Okay. So my question is, 
um, is there any food? I don't know if this is like the right format of question. It always is. There is. There's, any there's food, no wrong like, questions on, on this show. That will completely like disgust you or like turn you off. Wait, I want to guess for Amber. Wait, what wait, food? wait, wait. Is there any food? Wait, say that one more time. Yeah, like any food, like if you're on a date with someone or just like in general that like grosses you out or if they order it. <laughs> <laughs> um, For me, um, I don't think so. I think I think what would gross me out more is like one time I made out with this boy like back in Philly and he had cheese fries with ketchup. <laughs> and it of course, that was in Philly. Yeah, it wasn't the cheese fries and ketchup. It was the spearmint gum that he Oof. ate after. Mm. So it tastes like spearmint and cheese fries. And then we mm-hmm. made out like in the park. And I like I can never eat spearmint gum after that. <laughs> I still taste the cheese fries with the spearmint that gum to this day. So deep. Yeah. I have a story like that, but it was dried apricots. <laughs> What? It left it's such a gross taste in their mouth. Um, I don't think there's a food that would make me feel disgust. Why, Veronica? Do you have one? I'm assuming you do. What's yours? Do I have one? Yeah, you know you do. Oh my god, I'm like forgetting the name. Those little green things, Brussels sprouts. What? <laughs> what? what? Why? What do you have I against those? Leave. They're little balls of deliciousness. I love Brussels sprouts. <laughs> no, they those, pop no, in your those mouth. Are not allowed. Oh, those geez. are illegal. Unreal. Uh, all right. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks <laughs> That's my favorite it. question ever. Yeah. We're, we're never going to get make any money from this podcast. Okay. So make sure you uh, call us at 213-375-5258. That's 213-375-5258. And subscribe. Uh, LovelineWithAmberRose.com. And really, you can listen to us on anywhere you can listen to podcasts. Um, Dr. Chris, I'm sorry that you broke up. Um, but I made you a little origami heart. Dude. Save it forever. I'm going to sign it for you. Okay. And um, I love you, man. Me too. I hope everything works out. All right. See you next week. Bye. Bye. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.